Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. This is the Dear Deirdre podcast with me, Sally Land, the Sun's resident agony aunt. Yes, we're taking the Sun's legendary advice column from the page to podcast. Every episode, I'll be giving my advice on your real life dilemmas. We'll be covering everything from sex and relationships to money and careers to managing your mental health and much, much more. And I won't be doing it alone, as each week I'll be joined by special expert guests and some of your favourite celebs too. So, if you're struggling with a problem and feel like you need some advice, the Dear Deirdre team is here to help. You can send your problems to deardeirdre at the-sun.co.uk. We answer every single letter sent to us and there's no problem too big, too small or too embarrassing. But for now, it's on with the show. This week, we're talking all things sex-related, from premature ejaculation to threesomes, and discuss exactly what is the orgasm gap. And I'm super excited to get stuck in, as I've got two fantastic guests joining me, Alex Fox, who's an award-winning journalist, broadcaster, and sex educator. I'm particularly excited that Alex is here, as she's the script consultant on one of my all-time favorite shows, Sex Education. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, ready to get so juicy that innocent smoothies will probably sue us about everything that's far from innocence. <laughs> <laughs> Loving it. And secondly, we have Harry Johnson, who's the Netflix dating show winner. Too hot to handle. Harry, what have you been up to since the cameras stopped rolling on the show? I'm still on a sex bum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been pretty busy since the show. and been a bit crazy, to be honest. And Alex, I know you've moved to New York. How has it been? How's the move been? And what have you been working on? I've moved to the Big Apple, so continuing my juice theme. I'm working on a book at the moment, which I can't reveal too much about, but it's definitely more towards the wild than the mild end of the spectrum. I've also been quite ill. Unfortunately, I've got pneumonia. So in a way, Harry, I am also on a sex ban because any kind of physical exertion right now makes me sound like an ancient antique whoopee cushion with more holes than your average sib. So <laughs> yeah, I'm having to put my own advice into into practice really and uh, and modify the kind of 
sex that I'm having right now. <laughs> Basically, I'm being really lazy in bed and just letting my partner do all the work right now. I'm blaming it on him, <laughs> which suits me to a T. <laughs> well, I think you've got a very good reason. So just to sort of start us off, I wanted to ask a couple of rapid fire questions and you might need a little bit of headspace. So I'll, I'll give you my one just to give you some thinking time. What is the worst sex advice you have ever been given or can be sex tip or you could have heard it? I would say that mine was definitely when you become a wife, it's like every other aspect of married life. You need to look after your husband's sexual needs. It's your duty. So I'll just just let that sit there for a while. Alex. Well, I have a litany of stories about bad sex advice, thanks to a 15 plus year career and also some time spent fronting a show on a Radio 1 that was called Unexpected Fluids. And it was all about real life tales of sexual fails. One of my favourites was a person who tried to insert their penis into the hole in a wooden cheese board and got that stuck. So, yeah, definitely wouldn't wouldn't advise that kind of food play. But we also heard just I think it was an old Cosmo sex tip that was insert your ding dang doodle hammer into a ring donut and have your partner eat it off you sexually. I mean, all that's going to end up with is sugar up your nose and cubes at the back of your throat isn't it it's it's pretty awful I was also approached a while ago by a guy who reckoned he'd got this amazing new idea for a sex toy that was going to revolutionize everybody's intimate lives and it was his big tip that like it was going to be in every single bedside drawer in the UK it was a menstrual cup that doubled as a butt plug I'm just going to let your imaginations go there as to how that may work or not. But yeah, I think probably the worst sex tip I've ever heard is take something out of your butt and put it directly in your vaginal canal during your period. That's a bad recipe. (laughs) That sounds grim. (laughs) No one wants to bake that cake, Harry. Yeah. (laughs) That is spectacularly bad. Harry. I'd say masturbating before you have sex, it doesn't it doesn't always work. <laughs> like people say you should do it to like last longer when you're having sex, but sometimes you're not horny or you just it just doesn't work how you'd want it to. So it's a very bad sex tip. Yeah, because there's a recovery time, of course, as well. Thank you. So the next question I wanted to ask you both is the best sex tip you've ever heard. I'm going to chuck one of my favourites into the mix, which is penetration is not the only type of sex. It's not all just about putting a P in a V. There is so much more to a sexual experience. My favourite phrase is putting a pole in a hole shouldn't be your sole goal. I'd say more like patients getting to know like each other's like what what you prefer like each other's preferences and just not overthinking it and just experimenting as well I think that's key yeah yeah that's that's a big one for a lot of people is actually just opening up and having the courage to say that's not working for me could you try this Mm. Right, I think we're probably ready to have a look at our first letter. This is a really common letter that we get sent in and you won't be surprised to hear that it's sex drive disparity, which basically means, you know, in a couple, one of the people wants sex a lot more than the other one. Dear Deirdre, my sex drive has taken a nosedive and I can't keep up with my toy boy husband. I'm 53 and he's 37. 
and when we met 10 years ago, we had the most fantastic sex life. To begin with, we were both in our prime, and what he lacked in experience, he more than made up for with energy and enthusiasm. We just couldn't get enough of one another, and sex was a big part of our relationship. We'd do it two or three times every day. But over the last couple of years, I've started to go off sex. It's not that I don't enjoy it when I'm in the mood, it's just that I'm rarely in the mood. Where once I used to fantasise about having sex all day long, now I just don't think about it at all. And if I'm tired, quite frankly, I'd rather just curl up in bed with a good book and go to sleep. I used to be so horny that I'd jump on my husband the second that he walked through the front door. But now he's the one that's always initiating sex. And he's starting to get fed up with me saying no. He takes it as a massive rejection. And I feel like he's pestering me all the time for sex. Sometimes I do give in, just to keep the peace. But that leaves me feeling demeaned and like a sex object. And as I'm not really turned on, penetrative sex can be uncomfortable and leave me feeling sore. He thinks I don't fancy him anymore, or that I'm having an affair. Nothing could be further from the truth. We're snapping at each other a lot, and I'm worried that if something doesn't change, our marriage will fail. I still love him as much as ever. The problem is that our sex drives just no longer match. I don't know how to fix this. Please help. There's loads going on there, isn't there? And not a lot going on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I've heard about this problem more times than I've had hot, cold and lukewarm dinners. There's big research that backs up the fact that this is extremely common. NatSal3, which is the latest iteration of the British National Surveys of Sexual Attitudes and Lifestyles. There's a mouthful. It's one of the biggest surveys of its kind uh, worldwide. That indicated that one in four couples will have some kind of perceived problem with a mismatch in libido at some point in their lives or in their relationships. And it causes the kind of issues that we have described here. So the person with the lower sex drive or the person who is currently desiring sex less can feel very guilty about that. They can feel worried that it's going to end their relationship. They can feel nagged or pressured by their partner or or anxious about things. And then on the flip side, the person who would like more sex than they're currently getting can feel worried that they're being predatory or pushy or making their partner feel uncomfortable. But they can also feel very rejected and worried that their partner doesn't care about their needs anymore or maybe doesn't find them attractive. So this happens a lot. It causes a lot of upset. But the good news is that there's also a lot that can be done about it. Yeah, absolutely. As we can see here, they've been together 10 years. They'll be through that honeymoon period. She's probably of an age where she might be going through the menopause, which can affect your sex drive and sort of physiologically as well can cause dryness. So, yeah, there's lots of things that they'll be able to do to sort out the issue. Harry, What are your thoughts? Because the other thing we should both say is that it's not always the man who wants sex more than the woman. It's quite often we hear from listeners and readers the whole time where it's actually the woman who's really frustrated. I think for me as well, there's there's probably like a lack of communication because I think obviously they've both got in each other's heads that there might be somebody else involved and whatnot. But I think if you were to sit and work through issues rather than just overthink the possible scenarios, then you can figure out maybe potential options of what to do going forward rather than just trying to please one another. But yeah, it's a difficult situation to be in. But I think she probably set the bar too high to begin with <laughs> three times a day. <laughs> Harry, you are bang on there. I do wonder whether because of that 
new relationship energy or NRE that this couple probably had in the early days where they were sexing a lot. They might not have been living together then as well. So they were preparing for dates and they had time to anticipate the sexiness that was to come. They were probably getting dressed up and making plans. And that does naturally drop off. Naturally drop off is never a phrase you want to hear with regards to your genitals and your sex life, is it? Hey, But yeah, that two to three times a day that this person seems to think was their normal back in the day is actually quite abnormal if you look at the average. There was a 2017 study that found that for most people in the UK and America, 54 times a year, so about once a week, is very normal rate of having sexual intercourse. There was also another study that found that couples who had sex more than once a week weren't more or less happy. So once a week seems to be that perfect Goldilocks just right number for a lot of folks. That's not to say that you shouldn't find exactly what's right for you and your partner. Again, it's all about the individual. But just to reassure this person who is writing to us, if you're thinking that something is wrong because you're not humping each other triple times every day of the week, that's probably an unrealistic goal to set for yourself there. Yeah, I feel exhausted just hearing it. <laughs> I'm 29 and I do. <laughs> <laughs> you were right as well, Sally. The average age turn to menopause is usually around 51. So it might be worth this person just popping to their GP and getting that all checked out, especially if they're complaining of discomfort after sex and dryness that may well be linked to anxiety depression about the situation not being sufficiently warmed up because they're feeling tense but the depletion of estrogen during the menopause can also cause what's a horribly named vaginal atrophy where everything becomes a little less moist than mary berry would demand of her cakes so yeah your doctor can help with that (laughs) plus i think as well from a man's point of view, at, like even at, at my age, I think women go through a hell of a lot more than the men do in terms of like, obviously their sex drive changes when they give birth and stuff like that. And menopause, like Sally said, so I think you could be a bit more like respectful in terms of understanding how she may feel and like she potentially might have dried up and stuff. These things can't be helped. It just happens in life. Some men as well, they're just they're quick to jump ship to something else where you can work on what you've got and if you're happy where you are, sex isn't a be all end all. It's important, but I think the time you spend together and what you have is worth working on rather than just thinking she's having an affair or I need sex and stuff like that. I think working on things as well can be really sexy in itself. If you go in with the attitude of like, oh, we've got a problem, this is going to be a drag, this relationship's on the rocks, and that's obviously quite a negative attitude to bring to the table. And I can understand that, you know, because this is a worrying situation. But if you can manage to frame this a bit differently of, okay, we have an interesting situation that we need to improve here by trying new things. Trying new things is exciting. It might be massage with each other. It might be experimenting with a new toy. It might be sharing some erotica. So opening your mind to doing more than just opening your legs, laying back and thinking of England, I think would really help this couple here. Yeah, just about enjoying time together. As you say, just even having a bath just takes that pressure away from it. But making time is so important, isn't it? Yeah. And like Alex said, if like if you think if you're talking negative, you're not gonna be horny, you're not gonna to wanna to have sex. So you need to look at like making ways to fix it rather than just think of all the negatives about it because you're just pushing the situation further apart from each other. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. We're gonna go on to the second letter now, which is another common theme. We get this letter from a lot of young 
men. People often assume that it's older men dealing with premature ejaculation. We get a lot of these and also erectile dysfunction men who can't get hard, again, from a lot of young men. So here we go. Dear Deirdre, sex is great for me when it lasts, but it just doesn't go on anywhere near long enough. I was a late starter to it and perhaps this is part of the problem. I'm a man of 26. Three years ago, I slept with a girl on holiday and it was over very quickly. I then met my girlfriend a year ago. I love her and I'm very attracted to her. She's 23. I thought our love life would improve the more we did it, but nothing changes. If we have a row, she brings it up, the fact that sex is quick, so I know it bothers her too. How can I slow it all down and make it a night of passion rather than just a three-minute wonder? I mean, it's really, really common. And I think there are stats that it will affect most men at some point in their life. Yeah, I've read one that said 40% of men. And to be honest, I thought that was low. I expect there's a lot of people fiddling about what's happening with their giblets there, quite frankly. (laughs) I think when it comes to sex, people aren't that honest, even in surveys. Uh huh. Alex, what would you be advising this listener I take a twofold approach. I think there's things that he can do in private and things that he can do with his girlfriend in the moment that will help. First and foremost, I'd say once again, and sorry if I sound like a broken record here, but sex is about more than penetration. The object here is to make his girlfriend feel like she's having more of a pleasurable time and put less pressure on him that if it's all over in 30 seconds, then the whole relationship is going to go up in smoke foreplay oral massage role play toys I mean there's a list as long as my arm and as long as a porn star's peen of things that you can actually try here if he wants to specifically train himself to last longer there's loads of things that he can do when he's on his own Harry you might actually have heard of this or done it without knowing what the name for it is but there's a practice called (laughs) edging where you basically mass- yeah, I've yeah. tried that. I've tried it. <laughs> Is it where obviously you're masturbating, but you stop yourself from ejaculating, and you keep practicing and practicing and practicing it? Harry is bang on about the bagging. I will be honest, though. After a while, it hurt my stomach a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting that you say that. Yeah, you're bang on. It's taking yourself to the edge of orgasm and then stopping so that you start to become aware of how that feels and you're better able to control it. You can also do kegels or pelvic floor exercises that make you more aware of the muscles that are involved in maintaining erection and in ejaculation, which might have been a little bit related to why you were feeling pain in your stomach after working those pelvic floor muscles time and time again. You can edge either just using your hand like normal or there are all sorts of wonderful contraptions and even some that use a smartphone an app on a smartphone to train you and and rate your progress there's one called my hixel it's very good it's a masturbation sleeve so it actually feels more like having sex with another person rather than just with mrs palm and her five sons I'd also recommend maybe some meditation or some cognitive behavioural techniques for this guy because I don't think it's just about his penis getting so stimulated that he ejaculates really quickly. He's got it in his head that this is a thing that happens to him and he's worrying about it all of the time. So dealing with that from a psychological point of view, I think would be really advantageous to him. Then in the moment with his girlfriend, apart from opening up sex to be about more than just the poking from the bloking. I think that he'll probably read if he Googles this about things like squeezing the head of the penis 
like pausing and squeezing until the sensation to come goes away or thinking of something really off-putting like Margaret Thatcher and moles to try and stop yourself coming. <laughs> I've done that once. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess the problem that you might have found with it, Harry, is that none of that is particularly fun mm. for a guy. Like squishing your knob <laughs> in the moment and then thinking about politics. That's not ideal for everybody. Trying some of those techniques might be a great way of giving him a temporary boost that will improve his confidence. But really long term, I think he'd be better trying to find ways that enhance pleasure for both of them as well as enhancing how long sex goes on rather than thinking about something off-putting like gone off milk or bo or whatever you actually try and rather than focus on the sensation in your genitals feeling like you're you're about to come you're about to come think about something more subtle like the feeling of the air on the back of your neck or how your toes feel or how it feels to use your fingertips just to brush against your partner's skin So it's still pleasant and you're still in your body, but you're just taking the intensity of things down a little notch. And also the average time for a man during penetrative sex to ejaculation is only five and a half minutes. So a lot of men put all this pressure on themselves that they need to last, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes. And actually average sex is not that long. So just telling him things like that will help him just feel a little bit more relaxed. I think as well, it depends, like Alex said, on your mindset and communication is key to any successful relationship. So I think the need to speak about it rather than her, like having a little dig at him over it, because as well, he'll just overthink it every time. And it's just spoiling the sex. He's probably not even enjoying the sex, even though he's ejaculating, he's probably thinking he's worried how long it lasts or what she thinks. Yeah, it's just the need to discuss it and think of ways around it. That's really interesting point that you just made, Harry, that he might not be enjoying sex, even though he's ejaculating. And that's something that perhaps a lot of women don't really consider. They think, oh, it's all right for him. He always ejaculates. And we know that, you know, there's an orgasm gap that men orgasm a lot Mm. more frequently than than women do. I think it's 95% compared to 65% regularly orgasm during sex. But that's something a lot of people just won't consider. Yeah. The actual enjoyment. So, yeah, that's interesting. Coming up, we take a listen to a letter from a young woman who's having trouble reaching orgasm when she has sex with her boyfriend. And we hear from a man who's tangled up in a love triangle. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So, for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We've just heard from a man who struggles to make sex last longer. Now it's time to take a listen to a woman who's finding it hard to reach a point of climax when having sex with her boyfriend. Dear Deirdre, I feel horny just looking at my boyfriend, but I can never climax when we have sex. We've tried everything, special lubes, different positions, various toys and vibrators, but nothing works. He's recently been making remarks saying, I'm too hard to please. I am worried that he thinks that I'm not into him. He's 27, I'm 26, and we've been together for six months now. I'd had a couple of one-night stands before I'd met my partner, and I'd never finished during those either. I assumed that was because they were always after quite a few drinks, and I was feeling nervous. When I masturbate on my own, I orgasm easily, so I told my boyfriend to do exactly the same, but I don't even get close. Do you have any advice? So it's interesting, isn't it, that she is able to orgasm on her own, but then isn't connecting with her real life partners. I think it's down to her not being comfortable, probably. I think it's quite normal. Like a lot of women say that the, I don't know, the fake or it hasn't happened. I think she's putting a lot of pressure on herself because obviously somebody else is involved. Whereas when she's on her own, she's relaxed, she's comfortable, she knows her own body. So I think she need, just needs to communicate again. Honestly, communication is the key word for today. Everyone's different and people just need to accept that and work on what they've got in front of them rather than let it push each other away from each other. I do agree. Before they do anything in terms of changing things in bed, they do need to change things in their heads. My suspicion is that the boyfriend is actually quite worried that he's not good enough in the sack here and he's projecting his fear that oh no I'm inadequate I can't bring my lady to her knees by telling her it's her problem and that she's too hard to please and so they really need to change their heads about that it's really reassuring that she's not anorgasmic she can orgasm on her own so she knows her body is capable of that that's a good thing it's also great that she has spoken to her boyfriend about what makes her come when she masturbates and he's tried to do that that would be one thing that I would advise I call it copy and paste because if you copy what you're doing on your own in a couple you're more likely to sorry this is gross but produce paste <laughs> it's more likely to, to result in an orgasm <laughs> I've never heard that produce paste <laughs> I bet Alex's sex life's fantastic <laughs> she's not she doesn't know <laughs> <laughs> maybe what they need to change a little bit in that idea of taking over the masturbatory habits into the coupled habits are has she actually masturbated in front of him has she just told him what to do and then he's tried to do it or has she actually showed him and because if she could make herself orgasm while he is present that might get rid of that psychological block that tells her there is only going to be some boom going on in my womb when no one else is in the room. So if she can have an orgasm when he's there, even if he's not the one 
quote unquote giving it to her, then that might be a good step forward. Plus he's seeing what she's doing then, isn't she? He's seeing exactly yeah. what she's doing yeah. rather than just being told. She might also want to vocalise it because not only is it really hot when someone describes what they're doing, but from an outside point of view, you might be able to watch what someone's doing with their fingers, but not realising that they're pressing hard inside themselves or then being very soft. So the more information she can give him, the better. There's a lot going on there. There's a lot of input. And like a lot of women, for me to orgasm, I have to concentrate. And I find that very difficult to do, even when I'm having a great time, because there's just so much busyness when I'm getting down to business. So just slowing things down, maybe even trying a blindfold so you can really like you're not getting so much sensory input. You can really focus on your own feelings might actually help them here. I really like your tip as well of just such a simple step, but maybe taking that self-pleasure, that masturbation into the bedroom as a couple so that she can become less inhibited. He can see, you know, up close exactly what she's doing. Let's turn to our final letter now. This is, again, a really regular scenario. It's a threesome. Dear Deirdre, when we took in my girlfriend's friend to live with us, I thought we were being kind. But now we've started having regular threesomes and I'm not sure who is using who. I'm 36 and my girlfriend's 31. Her friend is 29. She came to stay with us after she discovered her husband had been having an affair. She has no family here and she's from Italy and we couldn't leave her on the streets so took her in. Initially I wasn't too keen as her constant presence put a major dampener on our sex life but agreed to give her time to find somewhere more permanent to live. Then as the weeks went by I started to see what a huge flirt she was with both of us. She'd regularly leave her bedroom door open as she undressed and happily lounged about most of the weekend in her skimpy nightwear. One Saturday she did an extra shift at work so my girlfriend and I made the most of it by snuggling up on the sofa with a film. We were kissing and cuddling when her friend walked straight in, early. My girlfriend and I were embarrassed, but her friend asked if she could join in. I was unsure, but my girlfriend looked at me, asking, shall we try it? So we went for it. Watching my girlfriend with her friend and then having sex with both of them was incredible, and I was amazed at how sexy the whole experience was. We had a lot of fun, and although we agreed not to do it again, we haven't been able to resist, and I've had several rematches, and we've both had sex with her separately, too. But now I'm worried one of us is going to fall in love with her. My partner suggested her friend shares our bed, and now they're even talking about her moving in permanently. I can't help wonder who is taking advantage, her or us. Can you give me your advice? Wow, that is messy. <laughs> There's so much going on. It's classic dear Deirdre yeah there's a lot going on here isn't there if I was that bloke even if three girls were having sex with each other I would have left the chat <laughs> literally packed my cases and had gone because that's just intense and another thing I think is she's jealous of their relationship and she's coming between it that's what I actually think it's really Ooh. interesting take I like it yeah when she's coming now like like leaving the door open and like being a tease it's just like causing temptation which is obviously distracting them two as a couple it's all just distractions and like you've put in scenarios that you would have never been in if she didn't move in and stuff as much as they've had the fun it's causing cracks in like a long-term relationship and I feel like I would feel the same like especially because they're having sex individually with her it's like what if you 
prefer that or what if it I'm one of them like I know myself people are like oh uh, friends with benefits and that one of you always catches feelings and it always gets messy and I think Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a healthy situation to be in. So for me, I'm be in that situation. As fun as it might be, <laughs> and he's a lucky bloke, <laughs> I couldn't do that. I like my own partner and stuff. So yeah, it's not for me. You know your own mind and your own character to know from the out that that's just not going to work for you. We do get a lot of people who ask us. Surely, you know, threesomes can work for some people. And classic Deirdre would always have said absolutely no way it's the way to you know ruining your relationship but I think times are changing now and there are instances where it can work but you have to know the boundaries and you know you have to be incredibly secure in your relationship as well. I think I think it as well the relationship it probably needs another discussion like we've said before on the communication because I think the relationship obviously wasn't an open one and now it's become that so obviously there's been wires crossed. It's a situation they've ended up in and probably not expected to. And now kind of in 2D needs to be discussed. Just to have a threesome, a group sex experience as a one-off requires you to talk in advance about what you're going to do if someone feels left out or if there's the potential for jealousy. How are you going to treat your third? If you're a couple, the third person that you bring in, how are you going to choose them? Do you want them to stay the night afterwards or do you want to politely ask them to go home? You know, there's a lot of planning to be done just for threesome if it's one and done. What seems to be potentially happening here, and just like Harry, I have got a lot more questions before I can give answers, is that the girlfriend and or possibly the Italian woman here are suggesting kind of a thruple relationship or some kind of polyamorous arrangement where she actually moves into their bed and stays with them permanently. I'm really interested in what's actually going on in these two women's (laughs) heads because I thought it was intriguing that it was the girlfriend who first said, oh, my, my Italian friend needs to move in. Then it was the girlfriend who went, oh, oh, she just happens to have walked in early whilst we're getting intimate together maybe we should try a threesome and now it's also the girlfriend suggesting oh let's put her in our double bed and make it a triple permanently so I I do wonder whether the girlfriend here might have desires to be in something more poly I mean there's all sorts if they genuinely as as a as a trio wanted to explore polyamory there's loads of resources that I could give them like more than two the website in the book the polyamorous next door there's a very famous book excellently called the ethical slut but just like you Harry I don't really think that's what's going on here if you notice that the guy who's written in he only talks about sex he never says oh I actually have quite strong emotional feelings for this Italian guest that we have staying in fact He didn't even want her there in the first place. He found it a bit inconvenient, which again might be prompting her to be sexual with him in order to try and assuage him and make him feel better. So I don't think polyamory is really the way that this is pointing for all three of them. But once again, comes back down to communication. There's just so many unknowns here and they can't make decisions without speaking honestly to one another. Yeah, and I'm sorry, that's a Dear Deirdre lead. 450 words, that's your lot. That's how we have to cram it into 150 words. (laughs) And yeah, it does often, you know, leave a lot more questions and we have room to explore. 450 words and an e-leaflet. Always a leaflet from Dear Deirdre. (laughs) It's modernised now. We call them support packs, Alex. Yes, love it. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm glad. Thank you both so much for your pearls of wisdom. And I'm just hearing loud and clear from both of you every single time it's communication, communication, communication. I think that's what we just need to, to write back to each and every one of these listeners. As a sort of parting shot for anybody who is having any sort of sexual problem, what would you say to them? What would you advise them? Don't worry about it. Don't overthink it and talk through it. That's what I'd say. I'd say, provided you're not trying to make a baby immediately, sex is supposed to be about pleasure. So if you're not having a pleasurable time, it's a good idea to respect yourself enough to examine why that is. Brilliant. Uh, thank you both so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much to you for listening and to Alex Fox and Harry Johnson for being such great company and sharing their words of advice on some of your sex dilemmas. We've discussed a whole host of sex-related topics and given our pearls of wisdom along the way on challenges including premature ejaculation, sex drive disparity and even threesomes. I hope our nuggets of advice help you listening to have a happier sex life and maybe you can pass the baton on to a friend struggling with similar problems. If you're struggling with a problem and feel like you need some advice, the Dear Deirdre team is here to help. Just send your problems to deardeirdre at the-sun.co.uk. And remember, you can read Dear Deirdre every day at thesun.co.uk forward slash dear-deirdre or by picking up a copy of The Sun. Our advice page is packed full of support and extra resources, which can help you with your own challenges. Before you go, don't forget to click follow so you never miss an episode. And if you have a spare moment, maybe you could give us a rating and leave us a review. This boost of appreciation all helps so that other people who are seeking advice can find us on their podcast app. I'll be back next week for another episode of Answering Your Dilemmas. But for now, I'm Sally Land, and this has been Dear Deirdre. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.